What's up everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Noise Podcast. I'm your host, slash your boy, Chris Pugh, and I'm joined by my very good friend and Mr. Cynical himself, Samuel Lewis. How are we getting on, Sam? I'm excellent, man. I can't wait to do this today. Yeah, this is a good one. For people who aren't familiar with how the show runs, usually it's a fortnightly podcast, but we do a weekly podcast when a big release has come out in a week where we're not going to do a show. And this week is certainly one of those, because we're going to be discussing the While She Sleeps new record, So What Today. Sam, when we saw this pop in my inbox, you were actually at my house. Do you remember the excitement that we felt? Um, yes, I do. Um, actually, um, I wasn't at your house when it popped through the inbox. Um, I was on the way. Oh, and... shit, yeah, you were, you were coming. You were on well, the way around. I was like, oh, mate, I've just well, had a new While She Sleeps anyone is familiar of that clipping Forrest Gump where he just runs out of his house? And, and just keeps going for like the next hour and a half of the film. That's a pretty accurate representation of when I went to stroll to your house. And, and then I started, started quickening the pace quite rapidly at the prospect of him um, as quickly as we could get to it. As well as the While She Sleeps review on this episode, I'm recording this on the Saturday evening. So all things being well on the Monday evening, this should include an interview with Ben Ville, uh, the lead singer from Envisions. Uh, a band whose album we reviewed and very much liked a few weeks ago. So if all things go well on Monday evening, this episode will include that interview. If not, then at least you're getting the Watch Sleeps album review. And it's going to be early, man. Don't bully us. We, design- we don't deserve that. <laughs> Before we get into the show, uh, merch, noise.bigcartel.com. You can get a t-shirt and a beanie, £15.50. Very close to selling out, so jump on that if you do get a chance. Cardiff Music Awards, we've been nominated for Best Music Press, which is amazing. If you go to cardiffmusicawards.com, you can download the Google Drive file and just vote for who you would like to win. Hopefully, you would think that we are the Best Music Press there. If we win that, it would be awesome, but just to be nominated is amazing. Absolutely. Sam, let's get on with this, man. Please. First things first, I want to thank Major Transmission for sending us the uh, record. Really, really fucking appreciate that. And just for some transparency... I just want to quickly go over this because during our time of doing this podcast, we haven't actually given anyone a negative review yet, which I think says more about the quality of 2019 so far than anything uh-huh. else. However, it's important for us to point out that when we did Soundcheck, we did several reviews on bands that we loved and we were honest and we said what we thought about the record. I mean, the record sucked. We said the record sucked, such as Green Day, who were one of my favourite bands of all time, but that last album, Revolution Radio, was awful. And we yeah, gave it was. It, we gave it the criticism it deserved. The reason why I'm bringing this up is, as I mentioned, we are we are actually yet to give a negative review to a band. So I don't want anyone to think that we're just two guys who will never say a negative word about a band just because <laughs> we're doing this podcast and people are sending us albums for free. When something sucks, believe me, we will tell you it sucks. It's just that so far it's been so good for this year. 2019 has started probably the best of any year that I've known. Since we've since we've been doing this kind of thing, yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I imagine I would you'd agree. echo that sentiment. Yeah, I really would. Just just having a quick think about some of the albums that we've looked at already and some of the bands that we've uh, already spoken about. This is a really strong start. Does that mean it tails off in the same way that twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen ramped up? If you remember that those those years started really slowly before getting a lot better. So maybe we might have the reverse this time, where it it sort of takes a downturn, but so far so good. 
Well, it's important to remember that we've got Slipknot, Lamb of God, and Killswitch Engage albums coming out this year. As well oh, as, yeah, probably not, then. As, <laughs> as well as a myriad of other bands that are, you know, just aren't coming to make the moment. But I know we've definitely got a Slipknot, Lamb of God, and Killswitch Engage album coming. Um, so I can see <laughs> I can see 2019 being consistently excellent, which is great for metal. And it's great for me as well, because there's nothing I love more than listening to an absolute banger of an album. Agreed. Uh, and on, on your earlier point, I have absolutely no compunction with criticising anybody at any point at any time. I'm just, just going to throw that one out there. I know. <laughs> Been best friends <laughs> well, with you for a long time, I know. Won't make a difference to me whatsoever. Promise you that shit is coming. That is coming. Speaking of banging albums, So What is released on the 1st of March. It is the latest album by Walsh Asleep. It's album number four in their absolutely astonishing, astonishing collection of albums so far in their career. For a bit of backstory, um, Sam, we were at Architects in ja- at the start of January. And I turned to you when I said, so I want to talk about Walsh Sleeps." I was like, because I'm a bit worried about this. And you were like, what do you mean? And I said, the two songs they've released so far, Antisocial, and I believe it was Haunt Me at that part, at that point. I was like, two really, really great songs that I am fully on board with. But I just think it's a bit too soon after You Are We for this record to come out. And I'm worried that they're not going to get the hype they deserve. And I'm equally worried that this album is going to be like a stalling point in their career. And whilst you see it's for a band that don't need a stalling point. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, they're, in, because they're an independent band and because they've had to scratch and claw for every piece of popularity that they've got in their career up to this point, they're not a band that can afford for any kind of stall on popularity. So I was concerned about it. And I remember actually you kind of shared my thoughts. You were like, yeah, I kind of get that to be fair because I I think we both said, I'm not feeling the longing for While She Sleeps music as much as I was before You Are We, you are we came out. No, I completely agree. I think it's, as well, it's become, it's become modern practice now for bands to allow albums to be into the mainstream for a lot longer of a period of time sort of 18 months two years two and a half years is about standard maybe even three or four for the bigger ones um but this is he's like 11 12 14 15 months removed um from you are we which is astonishing it really really is it is genuinely astonishing um for the for the process that a band tends to take in terms of going home writing songs building the creativity back up again um usually takes 18 months um even like from the moment that they set foot back in their house after a tour to finishing it in a studio that process in and of itself is like 18 months two years and it might take even longer clearly while she sleeps are in like some creative hotbed at the moment that they want to take make the most of and really put it out there and i remember reading through the promos and and they're, they're mentioning things like we're writing this album like it's the last can we're, we're, we're putting it all out there and you know this is all this is everything we've got and this sort of thing but they didn't have to no um they, they don't have to write this like the last album they're not on they're not either or now i understand that having an independent label having your own studio means that you are the only reason you are making money and you i guess that might put a little bit of pressure on you um Juice, but at the same time, they've did they've done two successful tours. They've had two very successful albums in in close contact with each other. This was not a need. That being said, 
obviously the product that we'll talk about in a moment, to have it come out um, to the standard that it is, is 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 incredible at all in any regard. I think when the news flash came up that While She Sleeps were recording a new album, You Are Weird only been out for like a year and change. Yeah. Like a year, a year and a couple of months. And I thought to myself, this is crazy, man. How are this band doing this? Because You Are We was such a phenomenal milestone for them. Because as great as This Is The Six and Brainwashed were as albums, You Are We just shot While She Sleeps into the stratosphere from out of a fucking cannonball. Because that album was so phenomenal. It was my 2017 album of the year. I believe it was yours as well. Yes. And it was just this culmination of everything the band deserved. And it got top 10 UK album, which is crazy, considering where Walter Sleeps have come from. Independently released, huge, massive anthems on the album. I genuinely thought this is like milestone material shit. Like, I, I, re- I very nearly gave it like a nine and a half. I think when I reviewed it, I gave it a nine. But I was enamoured by how sensational the recording was, by how intimate it felt, because I genuinely believed that me and you being fans of the band, we literally played a part in them still existing. There's some bands like, mate, if me and you stop supporting Architects tomorrow, that's not going to bother Architects, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're, they're going to move on and carry on doing massive things because Architects are huge. But while she sleeps, it very much felt like every single fan was important. I remember I bought a limited edition windbreaker for like £50 from the website and it was part of the crowdfunding for the album. And I was, I think, if I remember correctly, and I was like, man, I've really, like, played a part for this band here. And it was just so rewarding for me that the album was so well-liked, literally across the universe, across Mm. music publications, and across, like, conversations I'd have with people. That album, if you're into metal, you'd be aware of it and would say, yeah, that's a fucking great album. And I was just so happy for them. So, for me... It would have been ideal if they just let the album settle or do another couple of tours, build up the anticipation for, hey, we're going to record a new album because it's been two years. You're going to see what we've got. On the other side, why not strike while the iron's hot? If you've got the material, you know. Yeah, yeah, you, I completely agree there. If you let things simmer for too long, all of a sudden you become irrelevant. And I guess that's one of the one of the most difficult uh, balls to juggle, really, in the music industry, especially for rock and metal in this day and age. Like, do you let albums simmer and people be chomping at the bit for new music or do you strike while the iron's hot? It's, it, I, I guess that's a tough one. Obviously, while she sleeps, we're striking while the iron's hot here. I'm not going to talk about anything previous now. I'm just going to get straight into this record. Sam, this album is absolutely fucking incredible, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's the best one they've ever done. Somehow, just, somehow, this is the best Walsh Sleeps record. Somehow. I've said, and I've said that about every album they've ever done. Um, so, <laughs> like, I thought, I said Brainwash is... I said You Are Weird, and I said this is the best album they've ever done, which is astounding, because Brainwash was top three when that came out as well. And then this is just... The, what the fuck even is this? This is... Uh, it's 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 astonishing. It really is in terms of musical quality and and songwriting. Um, they've actually taken another step forward, which are, uh, which in a, such a short period of time is is flabbergasting. It really is. It's so difficult for me to sum up how great this album is, apart from saying that while she sleeps 
literally are one of the best bands in existence right now. And I don't mean like one of the best bands for, like, for British metal or for any kind of subgenre. I'm talking bands like modern metal and whatever umbrella you want to find branches off of that. While she sleeps are up there with the best bands. And, and I would, I don't care what bands you would throw at me. Or while she sleeps are, uh, if not up there with them, possibly just a step below in terms of quality. Uh, this album literally has blown me away. I cannot believe that they have been able to pull this album out within two years of URWE being released. It just fucking flabbergasts me. I completely, I completely agree. Uh, I said this the last time when they were brought out URWE, and I said, um, apart from Slipknot and Metallica, the um, whilst we sleep, are in my opinion the only band to produce consistently incredible first. Um. I can now I can now say that um, four they've done that for the fourth time now, and now they've overtaken Slipknot because as a fourth album this is better than All Hope Is Gone was for Slipknot. So yes, really since Metallica, since Metallica, the, this, these are the only band to produce four incredible albums consecutively. I'm not saying produce four. Because Machine Head have done that, Lamb of God have done that, um, but consecutively, I think it's from 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 inception to this one, I think their four album, their first four albums, can you can put up against any other any other metal band at all, and, and, and I think it is better than all of them, bar bar Metallica, where you go right up to the Black Album. I mean, I'm sure people will throw some could throw some bands at us that would be like, oh, it's not as good as it's not as good as that, but if we just make this review personal to me and you which is what this podcast is I, I would have to agree with you of bands that i that i've known and i pay attention to a four album curve of this quality is is really an anomaly for me it just doesn't happen from, uh, uh, you know apart from the four album curve that bring me went on after uh count your blessings which i thought which i think is a pretty fucking special album curve apart from that we're talking about an anomaly here of a band. And if we just start breaking down the actual songs, mate, I think that what makes this album better than You Are We is because You Are We was a list of, what, 6, 7, 7.5 slash 8 out of 10 songs and then four absolute 10 out of 10 fucking metal anthems like You Are We, the title track, like yep. Silent Speaks, like Hurricane, yep. and for me, like Settle Down Society, I fucking adore that song and everything yeah. about it. Yeah, that's probably fair. But I'd say, on this record, you've got consistent, like, there's probably like two songs on this album that I'd score lower than an eight, and that's probably Good Grief and Set You Free. Other than that, everything on here is like 8.5 to 9 to 9.5 category. And it... It hasn't got the straight-up huge anthems to the level of Hurricane or Silent Speaks, but as a collective, this is a fucking impeccable piece of art. I think that's a fair point. Um, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have the um, standalone hit that the others have had, but as a result, it makes the whole seem much stronger. Um, that that being that being said, I think I've seen it all. Is 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 top three songs I've ever written. Oh my god, absolutely yes. That song is just. Um, oh. and I think and I, 
think if you were creating a list of top 10 or 15, I think Elephant and Set You Free wouldn't be too far behind. Neither would Antisocial or Guilty Party. Um, I think I think it is just... And so what? The, the actual title track is fantastic in and of awesome, itself. incredible, yeah. And, and inspire with that little sound effect and the breakdown and stuff, which is just, that's just beautiful. But anyway, um, that, that aside, I think this isn't as heavy as you are we, but it's, uh, people, people might hear that and think, uh, 2%, slightly less heavy. Uh, they've exchanged the pummeling riff. It just doesn't happen as often. It happens. It just doesn't happen as often. And they've, they've exchanged it with, um, a few bigger choruses uh, and more a bigger emphasis on the group vocals that they've had success with, which as a technique sets them apart from a lot of metal bands because they don't tend to do it as 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 melodically or as impressively. And guitar solo been replaced with guitar like melodies and lines. Like there is an individual really guitar solo here, but there's lots of like guitar led sections that are really musical and really cutting. Um, it's it's an extra it's an extraordinary piece of work, um, and he's he's truly truly powerful. Like when we heard Parkway's Reverence, this is an album that is intended for bigger venues. Yeah. And this 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 is a, this is an album that's meant to be played in 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 places. This is an album where they expect to be climbing up festival lineups and things like that, and I think it will certainly do that because. As well, if if you can put if you put while she sleeps out there, and this is this is where it gets a little bit nerdy, a little bit fantastical. But if you put while she sleeps out there on their own headline set, when they get when they get like an hour and a half, to be able the the privilege of being able to put together a fifteen to eighteen song set of these last four albums, fuck me, like what would you what would you do like it, it just their ability now to be able to toy with stuff like that and and mix the new songs in with the previous three albums worth of of, of material um is really really exciting i think i think it's just i think it's just just a, just a magnificent album and they've taken a, a huge step up in terms of um the the style of songwriting uh the use of melody the use of chorus there are rap elements here that do not sound cringy at all no um like genuine style of music there is um a smaller element of electronics that they're slowly they've slowly eked in um, from brainwashed onwards which works um it's just a really well-rounded album i'm very 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 impressed by it just branching off some of the things you said there the gang vocals i don't think any band does gang vocals as good as while she sleeps at the moment at all the, the climax of the final song gates of paradise yeah that that, that on its own is just fucking incredible you could put that on a pedestal and there's sound. a few there's a few moments like that as well, aren't there? Like genuinely like uplifting choruses. The end of They're... Inspire as well. Well, yeah, great call, great call. And when we ever heard the word uplifting in a metal album, <laughs> mate, to be fair, that's a good share. You don't hear like, it often. What, what help, name another band that's able to inspire those sort of emotions? And you are genuinely looking at the blackening, more um, um, the the architect, mortal album, and it's just, holy hell. Sorry, architect's holy hell, and and, and maybe like. I don't know, like a few bands from the sort of 80s, perhaps, that really have that that rush that you sort of get, like genuine enjoyment, uh, genuine joy, rather than one emotion. I, I, sorry to have interrupted you, but that emotive no, that's fine. sort of response is so unique. I think what grabs me so much about While She Sleeps as a band, and, and 
you don't feel it as much on this album, but you can still sense that it's in the background, is that punk rock was way before our time. So, and I'm very much um, a, fa- a fan of the modern era of metal. You know, I- I'm not a, a metal historian. I'm very much, I got into metal when I was 21, and I got massively into it. And I've gone back, and obviously I, I love Machine Head, Lamb of God, Metallica. But punk rock was way before my time to its massive popularity. But While She Sleeps are so fucking DIY. And you can hear the elements of punk rock in this album so much. And it it just really grabs me. And what I mean by that is... Loz Taylor, who is the main vocalist... He's had like three vocal surgeries before recording this album. And there's a documentary that the band released with this album. uh, Which is just fucking fascinating. It's on YouTube. and Even if you're not massively into metal... It's a fascinating music documentary. They're speaking to Loz and he's like... Yeah, man, so I've had these three vocal surgeries. And it's just towards the end of the documentary. And they say, they say something, I'm paraphrasing here, something along the lines of, um, you ever worried about uh, singing to the point of no return and you can't do this anymore? And he's like, well, we'll see what happens, won't we? Like, uh, there's only one way to find out. And, you know, a band, that, a, a band that are that, that fucking engulfed in their craft and they know nothing more than just being a metal band. That's all they want to be. They just want to be a metal band making metal music that goes beyond what people would have constrained them to. And yeah. I think I think that comes across in every element of this album. This album is so DIY in terms of... I genuinely believe that regardless of the, the fact I already know that, uh, that While She Sleeps self-released this, I can tell this is their vision. Because you can kind of see this coming on You Are We. And this yes. fi- th- this feels like what You Are We would have been had they have had an extra year to do it. Yeah, I think that's a fair... A bit more like a finished product, doesn't it? Um, although that's no criticism to You Are We, which was the, <laughs> which was the album of the year two years yeah. ago. Yeah, and I guess when you make that point, I mean, I'm saying this, this feels like the finished product of You Are We. You Are We was my album of the year in 2017. So yeah. I guess I guess really that tells you everything you need to know what I think about this album. But just going a bit more in depth, somehow this band managed to bring huge choruses like on Haunt Me, like on Antisocial, and like on I've Seen It All, and mix it in with little with little nuances of something different, like mm. the electronica that we've mentioned on Inspire, like like Lawrence's kind of kind of blitzed rapping at the start of So What with them with a pinching riff behind it. Yeah. This band are genius, man. And I've got to say that Matt Welsh and Sean Long doing the backing vocals and guitars on this record. Incredible. Like, literally mind-blowing they are on this album. I can't speak enough about their quality on this album. And I think this is the first Walsh Sleeps yeah. album where Lozzy's not the star. For me, I'd say Matt Welsh is. Um, and that's no criticism to Loz. Loz is incredible on this. But Matt Welsh, holy shit, man, this guy is is fucking incredible. He's up, he, for, for me, he's up there with Dan Searle. You know how I like fantasize yeah. over how incredible of a job Dan Searle did with Holy Hell. Yes. For me, like, Matt Welsh is up there with this. Possibly not quite to the same level, because uh, Holy Hell literally is an anomaly. But he, he's, he's swinging fists. I think, he's, I think he's absolutely incredible on this album. Um, guitar work on this album, as I just mentioned, absolutely 10 out of 10. Adam Savage on drums. Man, you, you, if you just take a listen to the drums on Gates of Paradise, they are so hard-hitting and so 
beautifully placed. And again, going back to the documentary, you can see him constantly bandaging, bandaging himself up because he's constantly being hurt by the way he's playing, how hard he's going at it. Uh, man, I just can't speak highly enough for this album. I think this is one of those albums where this goes at just such a wide spectrum. You could get rock fans into this. Yeah, I think um, I think this is the perfect modern metal album in terms of combining a lot of stuff together. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't sit it doesn't sit itself in one room. It doesn't attribute itself to one crayon. Um, and I think whilst it seems to have dragged themselves almost to the head of the curve, like you say, by like blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, this is not, in my opinion, while she sleeps, did never came out as like four like artists that have like meshed together their wonderful, incredible creativity from like the get go. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is this is not like when you watch Dream Theater and they're like you can just tell or like Periphery when they're like four like musical university graduates that together and just it's the mind bending um, sort of stuff. But while she sleeps, have literally like it's like a working class ascent. Um, force themselves to the to the front of 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 the metal production crowd here with their work and their style and their brand. But this band do not sound like any other metal band at all. They don't. They are very unique, and that is fucking difficult in 2019. Yeah, because of, of the last 30 or 40 years in metal since Sabbath to now. You can point to any band and be like, oh, that sounds like that. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that in that. And me, me and you do that all the time. Me and you do that in all the time. Look, does that riff sound like that little bit in that Pantera song? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that thing sound like what, what James Etfield does in this Metallica thing? Doesn't that sound like Slayer? And yeah, it does because, you know, those like, those are like the foundation of the music that we now listen to even now. I don't listen to While She Sleeps and think insert metal band here. I just don't. Um, that it, it's 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 like if if you took if you took architects and made them record in a church, it's it's like it's it's just it's just like if you took a, a great modern metal band and then put them in a situation that is completely unknown to them in and, and while she seems to like modern metal coated in something else, it's it's astonishing. Um, there might there may be better and more historical albums in the future, but there are. There is none that sound like this. There just there just aren't. I think it's it's very telling the way we're talking about this album and it'll come across how passionate we are about this album because of how much we believe in it. And because we've been a fan of Walsh Seats for such a long time. And just as my final closing point on what what I think the true genius of this album is. It's got the really beautiful and interesting flickering clean guitar lines from the This Is The Six album. It's got the massive ramped up production and the really heavy, hard-hitting fucking bass drum of Brainwashed. It's got the choruses of You Are We all mixed in together and added to a little bit more experience and a little bit more balls. And you add all that together and what you've got is this album, which, in my opinion, could stand up against 95% of the albums released in the last nine years. This yeah, is, I, I, a, I completely this is agree. a special, special record. If you are into While She Sleeps in any form, you will be in love with this record. 
because it you, it's just such a a genius storytelling standpoint of musical and metal and alternative music excellence. I, I agree. Um, this sounds like if Bring Me The Horizon had done If There Is A Hell but stayed on that vibe through the last seven, like the last four or five years instead of doing Sepaternal and instead of doing um, That's The Spirit, if that had carried on there, like in that like electronic, a huge choruses sort of metal vibe, that's where While She Sleeps have, have sort of positioned themselves, which is right around in the spot where we've needed a metal band to be uh, in a sea of like metal core and death core and power rock while she sleeps are sort of nestling themselves in the middle of a lot of this. And I think that's, that's really quite an achievement. And if that, if they keep going, if, if the tour is successful, then their, their fifth album will tag them to untold, untold heights. But to be fair, I don't know where this album could take them this album could take them much further than we both imagine that's it certainly deserves to hey hey man let's remember that architects have done eight albums and they've only just headlined wembley arena so very true very true six seems to an album four um obviously with lozzy's vocal situation we don't know how long how much longer he lasts hopefully he lasts another 20 years but we don't know what i can say is the quality of this band they certainly deserve Wembley Arena in terms of quality of music. You know, whether they ever reach that height, I'm not sure. I'd love for, I'd love to see it, but they're a band that have always had to really fight for their popularity for a reason I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, because they're so much better than, like, so many other bands. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, if we were to rattle off a list of bands that play Wembley Arena or Alexandra Palace... I would be comfortable in saying that While She Sleeps are musically better than a fair few of them. But we're not going to do that. What we are going to do, Sam, is score <laughs> is score this album. I think that the only thing... Because I gave you are we a 9 and I'm saying this is better. The only thing I can go is 9.5 here. And I gave Howdy Hell a 10 and said this, this is literally like genre-defining, one of the greatest things I've ever heard, album of the decade stuff. I think this is just behind that. Uh, but I don't mean that in a negative sense. I just mean that Holy Hell was just such a fucking astounding piece of work. But for me, this is incredible, incredible album. If, if this doesn't get my album of the year, then holy sh- fucking shit, what is to come? If I'm not giving this album of the year, then we have got an absolute year of music ahead of us, mate. What are you saying? I'm going to give this a nine. I think this is um, a, a, as flawless a modern metal album as we can get. Um, I gave the same to Holy Hell. I actually prefer this, um, but that might that might just speak to my preference of the band more than anything else. Um, but I think it's I think it's I think it's tremendous. I think it's tremendously written. It's beautifully cohesive. It's braver and it's brave in the right parts, and it, and it it doesn't hold anything back. I don't feel cheated. Um, I think it it doesn't do absolutely everything for me. I think that could. I think they could take it um, a, a little bit further in terms of some of the emotive stuff. Perhaps I think they could really could really have gone down that avenue as much as possible, and maybe some of the instrumentation um, expanded. But then again, I'm picking like this is me saying, "Oh, that steak could have also had cheese and bacon on it." Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm just saying this could be better if you also like did three other of my favourite things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not a criticism. It's just saying it's not 
absolutely, 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 absolutely perfect for my individual taste. But I think as it as 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 an album in and of itself, it's as close to flawless as I'm prepared to give. I mean, I've tens uh, unless like we're looking back and then we say, oh, because of the ten years that followed, we now see that it was the perfect album for that time. And that makes it a ten. That's what I, that's how I consider it. But it's as close to perfect in the moment as it can be. I'm going to revise mine to a nine point three. <laughs> a nine point three. Just because. Just you because. Fuck. Just because thinking about it. Nine point three. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, man. Just thinking at nine point five is like I'm saying. I don't it's know. Half, I don't, it's half, half a degree away from <laughs> holy hell. Nine point three six. It's better with me than 9.5 only slightly, <laughs> and that's the kind of person that I am. Where, right? What, where did the where did the extra 0.2 get lost? Did you reconsider the second half of the guitar solo or something? <laughs> like... I'm just thinking logically about how the album sits with me. Is all okay. I can say. Um, okay. Again, my music's personal preference. So fuck you and fuck your opinions. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. Double saying you're actually 0.2 away from getting the next album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. So that was our review on the new Walsh Sleeps album, So What? It's out on the 1st of March. I implore you to at least listen to it, uh, but do pick it up as well if you can. Hopefully, following this is going to be my interview with Ben from Envision, so do stay tuned for that. We'll be back next week. We're going to be reviewing the new album from Holding Absent, as well as a bunch of other stuff. We'll have an interview with Kyle Tarsus from Blood Youth, and we'll be chucking in the news and some single reviews if there is some stuff to talk about. Thank you very much for listening to this one-off episode. We love you very much. Bye. So I'm joined now by Ben Ville from InVisions. Ben, how are you getting on, man? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is all mine. Uh, I'm going to get straight into the uh, the questions, man, because I've been dying to speak to you through ages, man, after listening to that banging record. <laughs> I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. So I've done a, a fair bit of research on you. It looks like your your band formed from a mixture of local bands uh, having broken up. How did that originally get pieced together? Wow. Right, okay. So before I was even in a band, um, I was a fan of Alan Lucas's band called Epidemic back in the day. So I used to go to their shows, and which is weird as fuck. But like, yeah. And then I got asked to be the vocalist of a band called After Your Betrayal. And that was the first band I'd ever been in. And then, so that was that. That went on about three years, I think. And then Epidemic kind of slowed down, stopped doing stuff. Al joined with One Last Breath. And then um, when After Your Betrayal broke up, I messaged Lucas like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> what, what, what are your plans sort of thing? And then we kind of, Al, we had to talk Al round into doing it, to be fair. He wasn't too keen to begin with. So um, Lucas talked him round. We had a meeting after one week of the meeting. We're in the studio um, recording Unbreakable. Man, that's wicked. Yeah, it's, uh, it was quick. You've released, like, what, two records in the space of three years? Have you had, like, any time off in three years? Nah. When we um, when we said that we were going to uh, do Envisions as a thing, we said that if we're doing it, we're doing it properly, so we just haven't stopped. It's always been 110%. As part of that, like, because obviously you've you've had to work incredibly hard at this band to get to the point that you're at. Do you think that's helped you move forward as as a creative unit because you've either always been on the studio or always been out on tour? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, it's hard to find a group of people that you can work closely with, but also keep everything 
level-headed. But with us, it's like we all want to do this and we all want to be in the same place. That just makes going for uh, going forward a lot easier because if you're only as good as your weakest member, so if there's one person you're slowing you down, you're, got, you're not going to do anything. So it's, it's easy for us, really. I wouldn't say it's easy, but we all we all know what we want to do. So it's just like, yeah, let's do this. We're doing that. We're doing that. And then it's that's it. How soon into the process did you think, like, oh, shit, we really got something here? And was there an actual moment when you were like, oh, we've, we've got a real we've got a real good chance of doing something big here? It's always like when we do something, we're always like, fuck. Like when we got download, we were like, holy shit, like we're about to play download right now. And we didn't believe it for a bit, like because we got the email at the start of April and we were like, fucking hell, this, this could very well be an April fool. So we just said, look, you're not <laughs> fucking right now, are you? So, like, nah. so we're like, we're, we all know what we want to do. We all know that we need to work hard, like individually as well. It's so, like they play guitar a lot. Josh and his drums, me and my singing, we all have in like our individual work to do. And we know that. And it's just like everything we do, we don't take for granted. We're always like super stoked to do it. We're always like, yes, yes, yes. We want to do it. We want to do it. So it is a, it's a time. Like, yeah, I hope that it does work out, but we'll just have to see. Your first record was self-release, which isn't uncommon um, for bands, especially of your age. But how was that experience? Because you'd only been together in a band for like, what, a year? And all of a sudden you're in a studio and you're making like a full length LP. So was that difficult in terms of merging all of your, uh, no pun intended, but visions together into one? <laughs> um, not really, to be fair, because when when we when we released Unbreakable, we already dis- already had booked in to do our album. So we already knew that we, we were going to do it anyway. But um in terms of it being daunting, not really. No, it was. I mean, it was. We were just desperate to get something out there because it's more like an, an album's essentially a CV. If you've got nothing out there, no one's gonna know what you are, and no one's gonna book your band. No one's gonna do anything. So it was more or less. We need to get this album out and then just tour as much as we can. I don't mean any disrespect to Never Nothing when I say this, but the quality on between you and me is a huge step up. And I, I think I even said on my review when we did it on the podcast that when I. I went into Between You and Me, I was like, I'll check this out. And I was like, holy shit, they sound like a completely different band to what they did in 2017. Is that, Did you notice that during the recording process for Between You and Me that you were like, guys, this record is a big step up? No, yeah, for sure. Like, with um, with Between You and Me, uh, props to Lucas. Like, he just locked himself in his room and, and he just spent a lot of time with the projects and stuff and then... When he was happy with something, he'd send it across to us, and we were like, "Fucking hell, mate!" Like, it's it's it was a big step up, and it was a massive push on on me as vocally. Like, I've pushed myself further with between you and me. It was kind of more like we stuck to a tuning with never nothing that, my, that we knew my range would go, but with this one, we've definitely just pushed it out there and trying to make it sound as big as we could like more production on the choruses just to try and help boost it. And yeah, now it, it's, it's definitely a lot bigger than Never Nothing. That's fair. That's a good current. <laughs> yeah, Matt, like it really took me like, I don't mean this disrespectfully because I, I did like Never Nothing, but between you and me, I was listening to this, oh, this is album. I was like, man, this is so fucking brutally heavy. Like I did not see this coming at all because um, Never Nothing had its moments, but between you and me, so textually raw but yet still got that massive production as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why I caught on to the record so much. In terms of it being like 
generally much heavier? Was that like a cohesive decision between all of you to go down that road? Or was that one person saying, we need to do this? No, like, Never Nothing was more like a... We didn't really know our sound, so we would just put it... We, it was just like an album full of different kind of songs. Like, it went heavy, melodic. Some songs where they were just all singing and whatnot. But with, with Between You and Me, I feel like we've definitely found more of our sound. I mean, we got a better reception off Never Nothing with the heavier songs, so we went down a heavier route with this one. We down-tuned the guitars and just went a hell of a lot heavier. But I feel like that's that's the route we we, we would have gone down anyway. You literally take all the responsibility for the vocals, which blows my mind. Like, I think it's absolutely insane that you are able to do that. But what's that pressure like, man, when you're in the studio and you know that vocally this album sits on your shoulders and your shoulders alone and it's completely on you whether vocally this album bangs or not? <laughs> I mean, I've never really thought of it like that. Like, whenever I um, have to do my bit, I'm always like, Right, I'll, I'll try it. If I can't do it, we find an alternative way of doing it. So I'm always pushing myself. Like, there's things on between you and me that have been that took ages for me to even try and do, and I'll happily admit that that it wasn't easy. But it's it's that's the whole point of it, isn't it? Really, you got to push yourself and push yourself so you only get better. But nah, I, I, I can deal with it. I guess it's just. I think live's more daunting than in the studio because in the studio you've got you can do the takes to do it, but in live you don't really have that. Luckily, the album does bang, so you shouldn't have to worry too much about it, man. <laughs> You're on Stay Sick Recordings now, which is absolutely awesome, and I'm really happy for you, and I think that's 100% what you deserve. But how exactly did that come around? Well, Mike has been talking to our manager, Carl, for a while anyway, and then um, I think he was like checking us out for like at least a year, I think. And then um, he kind of just messaged Carl and said, right, what deal are they looking for? Carl laid the cards on the table, did a bit of negotiating, and that was that. So it was, it was barely. I knew we were going to say yes anyway. Like we were keen. We we know the history Mike's got with bands and managing bands is unbelievable. So it would be silly for us to say no to someone with that kind of level in the industry we're in. So it was pretty, pretty much of a no-brainer, really. Man, when you're like in the recording studio, recording never nothing, and you've only just been a band for a year, surely no one's predicting this in that room. No, we were always like, um, fucking hell, imagine being signed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we didn't, to be fair, we didn't even think it would happen with this album. So we did, we never like thought, fucking hell, we're going to get a label with this one. We didn't, we just kind of held out and then whatever happened, happened. And thankfully it did. And they're a fucking great label, really. Something that like sparked my interest immediately when I was listening to Between You and Me is how, how, how much variety is in there in terms of like there's moments that you could relate to like 80s thrash and then you've got like beat down stuff that you could relate to like malevolence then you've got like straight up metalcore like kill switch engage like who what are the inspirations between behind the music for you guys like or is that is it just coincidence that you sound like this we listen to like a lot of like okay so we vary a lot with what we listen to like we go mainly hip-hop we don't really listen to metal in our spare time but um it's more like the uh the chelsea grins and stuff that oh, obviously right, the, okay. get the uh, attila vibes and stuff that's who we listen to a lot and um like the kill switch yeah like al's more of like the metalcore guy he likes the riffs and the fast bits but yeah nah we, we're more into the like the hip-hop stuff this might be quite difficult for you to to answer to be fair but 
looking ahead now, you're on a major label, so can you see any potential change to the system that you would make in terms yeah. of album three coming? I know that's obviously quite a bit in the future, but is there anything that you think you might have to change a little now you're on a major label? Um, no, not particularly. I think the team that we've built and the sound that we've gone for now, um, I mean, we're going to try and make album three sound different to what's released now, but it's, I don't think we'll change too much, to be fair. I think we've found our roots now. When you were recording Between You and Me, was there was there like that moment where you all got together and like come the end of the process and said, like, holy shit, I can't believe what we've achieved here? Or was it something that you planned the whole way, the whole, um, that you planned during pre-production that you that it would sound this tight? It's one of those things where we do our demos and stuff, and obviously it never sounds as good as the finished thing. So you can always, you always get an idea of your demos, but when it's gone into the studio, like Sam and Joe at Inner Sound are fucking mint. Like we've always used them, probably always will. And it was one of those things where he, Joe sent us our first mix of Good For Nothing over, and we were like, fucking hell. <laughs> you can't really get much of a feel until you get the real thing, and we were just listening to it in a, in the practice room when we were all together, and we were just like, fucking, it was just mental. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good moment, to be fair. In the, in the position that you're in now, like when you've played Download and you're opening up for Our Hollow, Our Home, I believe, do you yeah. see that as like, you, a real big opportunity for you to grab hold of people who may not have heard of you and like possibly there's more pressure on you coming out first than if you were headlining yeah because you've got people who potentially have not heard the band and you've got one impression to to give on to leave with them so do you feel like there's more pressure on you opening than if you were like headlining um nah not really like when we play live we've always said that we'll go out there and play like we're headlining anyway we don't change like what what how we do on stage wherever we are on the bill to be fair we just always put on a show to the best we can under the circumstances of whatever the whatever it is but we always put 110 percent in just finally and to branch off something that you mentioned earlier about your sound it obviously changed not massively but a fair bit from album one to album two do you do you see yourself as a band that could potentially keep evolving with every album, like Bring Me The Horizon, for example? I mean, yeah, maybe we probably might not go like to where they are now. Yeah, but... with them as an example. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's, there's always room for change, isn't there? And the, the older you get, the more mature your music gets, doesn't it, really? But I imagine we'll, we'll stick to the heavier roots for now. Do you see yourself as quite a creative mindset, like, that could potentially just come into the studio one day and be like, hey, guys, got this idea, man, I think we should go with it, and it could be something completely wacky? <laughs> Usually my ideas are dog shit, so Lucas just doesn't have <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that, man, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, we always have ideas, and we're always saying we should do this, we should do that, or this should go there, and we, we, all, we always put it forward whether it happens or not it doesn't matter but like it's always we always take in everyone's you know contribution hey dude wanted to congratulate you on a fucking wicked album that i'm still listening to today and those breakdowns are crushing man i absolutely adore it man congratulations between you and me is an absolute banger mate no i appreciate it mate thank you very much wanted to thank you uh for coming on and uh good luck on the tours on the tour with uh, our hello our home man yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Cheers, man.